This is New York Comic Con 2016, and I'm here with Comics Verse. Hey everybody, this is Brian from Comicsverse. Uh, we're sitting down today at New York Comic Con talking to Amy Reader and Brandon Montclair. They're the creative teams behind books like Rocket Girl, as well as Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur. Guys, thank you so much for taking the time to sit down and talk to us today. How has the convention been going for you guys so far? So awesome, actually. It's so nice to get to, like, we, we launched this book just a little bit out of new, out, after New York Comic Con last year. Mm -hmm. So it's great that we finally get to see a reaction from people who have gotten to read the book and got really invested with it. It's wonderful. Yeah, exactly. It's, uh, it's not just a new book that people are excited about, but real fans of it. People come in as cosplay and people are happy to see it. So this is our kind of our hometown show also, so it's good to be here. Well, speaking of reactions to the book, now that it's been out for roughly a year now, what has surprised you most about the fan reaction to the book itself? Do you guys have anything in particular that really made you excited, made you surprised about how people have uh, taken the book and embraced it? Yeah, I would say, I mean, the, the big surprise has just been the fact that the fans have carried it 100%. Like, I don't think, I, I don't even know that we could have taken this book as far as we have uh, without their enthusiasm over it. I mean, it's really kind of... Like it keeps kind of hitting waves of uh, of like internet, uh, you know, explosions, and that's all based on the fans that are helping lift it up. So and and you know, Marvel listens to that, and uh, and so that's just been really great. That we've been able to do more because of the fans. Brandon. Yeah, no, exactly what Amy said, but uh, it's also been fantastic because uh, you know we we're just talking about the next arc that's going to be 13 through 18. 18 issues is. Uh, double the nine that Jack Kirby got to do with Devil Dinosaur. <laughs> so it's been fantastic to have the uh, support of uh, the fans. And like I said, Amy said, Marvel's listening. So they're committed to the book. And we've been able to do a lot of cool things. So. Well, speaking of Marvel's commitment to the book, you've got an upcoming story that Lunella, Moon Girl herself, is going to be revealed to be, I believe, the most intelligent person in the Marvel Universe. Is that correct? Right. Yeah, it's called The Smartest There Is. And it starts with uh, November's issue 13. There's a little um, prelude to it in 12, but yeah, it's 13. So I was curious, how did that come about? Was this something that you guys pitched to Marvel, or was this them coming to you and saying, like, look, we think this character's got a lot of potential, and we really want to push her to the forefront? How did this story idea come about? This was totally Brandon's idea, and it was genius, if I might say so myself. Well, I'll bring it over to him then. Yeah, well, no, it, it's uh, Amy's right again. I'm a genius. No, no it's, it's, uh, it was a lot of fun working on it. Uh, you, you know, she's always smart. Uh, the idea, I kind of cribbed it off of uh, Greg Pax Hulk, who was always the seventh smartest person, and we had him uh, appear early on and had Lunella not be very impressed with him being the seventh smartest, and she always thinks very highly of herself. So the idea, that kind of started the wheels going, well, there's Reed Richards, there's Doctor Doom, there's Tony Stark. There's always that debate, and it's always the same character, so we have a new character, it, and you know, where does she set up, and wouldn't it be cool if we could have somebody, a new character that new fans are identifying with, have a really important part in the Marvel Universe, and it not be a case where all of a sudden well, Reed Richards, is, Reed Richards is in another dimension, so that's why it is. No, it's just, you know, records are made to be broken, and she's a new young hero, and she's emerging as the, as the, as the top uh, brainiac. Can we expect the Marvel science equivalent of, like, the Great British Bake Off with all the science characters facing off in, like, an invention competition? How are we going to, like, see them all going head-to-head? -head? That's what I want to know. What do you guys think? Oh man, I don't want to spoil anything. I mean, it's uh, uh, it's not quite that, but it kind of becomes that in a weird okay. roundabout way, All I right. guess, All is right. how I'm going to vaguely put it. What do you think, Brandon? Uh, I, I joke with the uh, editor, Mark Panicha, about the next six issues being the uh, 
the half dozen labors of STEM, where, it's, <laughs> where uh, you know, it was very important just to kind of get the word out and get uh, fans to, to take notice that 13 is going to be an important issue with, hey, she's the smartest person there is, but it can't just be we're saying it, she's going to have to show it, and that's Absolutely. definitely in the next arc. And with that uh, is that she's now a bigger part of the Marvel Universe, and that brings her in contact with with everybody, yeah. Well, another great book that you guys worked on, a book that I was a big fan of and how I first learned about you two was Rocket Girl. Um, and I was wondering, like, how does the collaborative process work for you guys? Because on that book, Amy, you were working as an artist as well. And I was curious how the writing process works between you two. Like, like with Rocket Girl, I'm actually not writing it. I'm just doing the art. And so, um, so yeah, the, the chores do kind of break up a bit. But even back then, we always had a lot of communication in the process. and. Uh, we've been friends for a long time, so you know it's easy for us to try to communicate what we want and to bring out the best in each other. Um, and and so uh, you know we kind of made that cl collaborative. And then when we moved over to Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur, um, we just kind of continued that and made it deeper. Like it, it's it always kind of changes depending on what we want to do in the moment. But I'd say like a lot of times Brandon's more associated with the big picture goals. Um, I'm more into the little moments. I I had a big hand in like um, the kind of person that Lunella Lafayette would be and stuff, and um, and yeah, and we also just kind of pick our favorites, you know, like our favorite scenes and stuff like that. So uh, since she mentioned it, Brandon, when you were writing Rocket Girl, there's a very almost Byzantine complex time travel aspect of the book that I find so interesting. How did you map all that out? Because she said you're the big picture guy. I would go crazy trying to figure all that out. How did you figure it all out? Yeah, I don't know. If it's if it's too Byzantine, then maybe I'm not doing my job. If it, people, In a good way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, that's just the fun of time travel. That's yeah. a Rocket Girl's a time travel story at its core, so to me, you have to play with that kind of stuff. And uh, yeah, it's just, uh, you know, it's, 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 you know, I don't want to, it's not giving away a secret, I suppose, but it's, it's much simpler that maybe it comes across on the page of the different timelines and going on. That it's, it's 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 all through one person's perspective. So whether she's, um, you know, in the future uh, or in the 1980s New York, first just yesterday and today, and you kind of that's how I track it that way in that book. Yeah. So um, when can we expect to see more of Rocket Girl? Because I've been dying after that issue seven to see some more. Yeah, like I said, Amy and I were, were uh, you know writing, and Amy's still doing the covers for Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur, but she is working full time on. Uh, the next uh, three issues, kind of all at once, but yeah. So, uh, what can we expect to see in those next couple of issues? Oh man, it's going to be crazy. <laughs> Actually, like, you know, if you if you've been reading Rocket Girl, you'll know that there's a lot of questions unanswered. So you're like, I know this sounds crazy, but you're going to pretty much get them all answered by the end of the second arc. Um, I mean, it's all going to come to a head. So it's pretty extreme. Uh, stuff is going to happen. Uh, and, uh, you know, just like the regular seeing awesome shots of Rocket Girl flying in, in very, like, historically accurate New York 80s. So, Excellent. You know, if you like that kind of thing. <laughs> That's the place to go for it. Um, all right, so I have a, a final, like, kind of double connected question here for you guys. So time travel and dinosaurs, I feel, are the two things that make any piece of fiction better. What do you feel like is the best piece of fiction featuring either dinosaurs or time travel. We'll start with you, Brandon. Oh, I thought I was going to go to Amy and then I'd have a second to think about it. I mean, the thing is, I really like the concept of time travel and I know that there's answers, but I can't think of them. Um, I like also just like parallel universes. Uh, I don't know. I feel like I don't have any good answers. There's this one thing that I saw that was that was like a parallel universe about couples. I like like the in I like like the uh, 
you know, the per interpersonal stuff, right. like the little, like, microscopic things that happen because of time travel and, and parallel universes. And who was in it? I don't even remember who was in it. Crap. Answer, the safe answer would have just been Moon Girl, yeah, The Devil's yeah. Dinosaur, and Rocket Girl, right? Oh, yeah. yeah, obviously. Or like Jurassic Park and some time travel movie. We'll, we'll edit out that you say you don't like Jurassic Park. Runaways. There you go. Well, there, yeah, well, there you go. Well, didn't have any time travel, but had a dinosaur. A dinosaur, that's good. One or the other. Yeah. Thinking about it, it's true. It's like the plastic dinosaurs are like the one-piece molds right. that you think, oh, it was only when I was a kid and I'm old, they don't have it anymore. But I go to the, like, my daughter's doctor's office and they still have the yeah. one-mold plastic dinosaurs. So that's not really a story, but <laughs> I know that's very formative. And because I always think about that, playing around, moving around. So. There's no kid who doesn't love dinosaurs. You're right. Yep. <laughs> All right, well, Hate I take it back. Amy doesn't like dinosaurs. <laughs> uh, do you guys have any final things you want to remind people about, give people a heads up about that's coming out? Uh, uh, just, yeah, just start, uh, make sure that you're reading uh, Moon Girl and Double Dinosaur so you can find out about this whole world's smartest thing. So, yeah, and, and keep your eyes open for Rocket Girl. I'm going to be done by the end of the year, then we got to solicit the three issues, and so it'll be out soon. And is it issue 12 or 13 where the world's smartest story? Uh, officially starts in 13. Okay, great. So make sure we check that out. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for taking the time to talk to us. Thank you guys for watching. Make sure you like, subscribe, comment, share. Do whatever you got to do. Make sure people see these videos. Thank you for watching. And check out more of our coverage from the New York Comic Con. Awesome. Signing off.